Welcome to the Road to Black Podcasts, brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of jiu-jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate-based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at thebjjphysio.online or follow him at the BJJ Physio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Visit rollunion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest jiu-jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting gis on the market, the most comfortable rash guards, and premium soft jiu-jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. What is up, guys? We got Wes here, my co-host, Road to Black podcast, and our guest today is Aaron Wilson. What's up, Aaron? What's going on, guys? Good to be here. Yeah, thanks Good. for coming. Yeah, yeah thanks course. for thanks for coming on. For sure. We were all just chatting about how uh, we got had a busy day today, um, busy week. You're coming off a trip to Pans. Yeah. So what? Maybe last weekend. Yeah, Tell us a little, a little bit about to, your experience uh, at Pan. Yeah, I took a little trip to uh, Dallas Fort Worth. Uh, flew Spirit Airlines, so you know, very classy on my end. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoyed the flight, but um, but yeah, I went out there and um, competed at adult black belt middleweight, um, and I was just super happy to be there. Like I'm sitting in the bullpen, and you know, I haven't competed in the IBJJF tournament for <laughs> Worlds 2018 was my last. Wow, so. Yeah. Um, so it was just, it felt good to be back in the bullpen, be back in my groove. Kind of felt like I was home again, you know, that, that particular rule set, IBJJF really, um, I feel like fits my, my skill set and my, my ability. So yeah, it felt good to get out there. Um, didn't feel nervous. Felt, like I said, really happy in the bullpen. Felt super confident. Um, so yeah, I was just having fun. Like, Went out there my first match, and I could tell the guy wanted to stand up and trade takedowns. And I was like, all right, dude, well, let's go. Let's do the thing. So um, I, I forget the guy's name. Um, gentleman from uh, Gracie Baja, um, I believe somewhere in Texas, was my first match. Um, and we just kind of traded takedowns. It was pretty scrappy. He kept trying to hit me with some some foot sweeps, bruised up my shins pretty good. Um but I ended up, I think I won that match like 7-0. Um, so I went up to the next round. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
next round, I was supposed to fight Ronaldo from Autos. So I was like super stoked for that. Cause I was like, you know what? I'm out here. I flew all the way to Dallas. You know, I, it's what I want to do with jujitsu is I want to fight the best guys. You know, I'm at that, I'm at that level now where I just, I just want the competition. I want to win or lose. I just want to be out there doing my thing with these guys. So um, he actually DQ didn't show up. So I got to buy into the uh, quarterfinals. So I went against a um, guy who trains with uh, Gianni Grippo and Paulo Miao. His name's uh, Michael Trasso. Um, I didn't know anything about him beforehand, but as soon as it started going, I was like, okay, you know, this guy's definitely a wrestler. I can feel it. Typically when you, when you wrestle and, you know, you go against a guy that's a, that's a wrestler, you can kind of feel that right away. So, you know, we started going and ended up just being a, a 10 minute wrestling match and uh, going back and forth and um, ended up losing by, by an advantage or two advantages. But I mean, I, I went all out until the very end. Um, the matches are the matches on flow grappling. Like I was shooting. I think I shot like six takedowns in the last 30 seconds, just trying to take them down, trying to win. So went out yeah. on my shield for sure. Um, yeah. Kind of, kind of sucks when you get that close to, you know, I would have had a medal out of pans tournament, right. adult black belt. Like I was like this close to it. Um, but, you know, I really can't be upset because like I said, I went out on my shield. Like I, I tried my very best. And at the end of the day, like, yeah, I, I was really happy with the results regardless. Yeah. Especially cause it's been a while since you've been out there uh, on the IBJJF circuit. Why, if I can ask, why did it take you so long to get back? Um, so a lot of things actually, I know you've been competing on other, on other promotions during that time. Yeah. Um, so it's a whole, whole lot of stuff. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh, you don't have to go into it too deep. I was just curious. No, no, no. I mean, I can just touch base on it, but we're talking 2018. So coming up on about three years ago, um, I actually just started EMT school that world's in 2018 and uh, it was a summer school class and I had the intentions of, you know, getting picked up with the fire department. So um, that was like my last tournament before I like buckled down for school for the summer. So I competed at worlds during the beginning of my class. And then from there, it was just like a year of nothing but, you know, fire stuff like EMT school. got done with that. You know, took my physical requirement test, got done with that. Um, interviewed, got hired, academy. And that led all the way up until, you know, June of 2019 when I got my black belt. Um, and then, of course, like I get done with the academy and I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. And then I'm on probation at the fire department, which lasts like another like nine months after that. So don't want to get hurt. I'm like still in that weird range yeah. where like they can let me go. You know what I mean? So um, just a lot of like, me not being able to do what, what I, what I really love mm-hmm. and just being patient and waiting for the right opportunity. Um, and then when yeah. I got back, um, to competition, I did a fight to win, uh, January, 2020, that one here locally. I don't I think you guys might've been at mm-hmm. it or you might've, did anybody mm-hmm. compete on it? Did you compete on that Paul? No. Mm-mm. Oh no. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, did that fight to win. And then right after that fight to win, I was like, 
ready to go. I was signed up for a bunch of tournaments, getting ready for stuff. Um, and then COVID happened. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when, you took when that you're in, Emerald. Go ahead. Uh, you took that Emerald City Invitational uh, match too. So that was kind of your. Was that kind of your your coming coming back? Yeah, that was my that was my coming back party right there. So um, that was the first and time you had a great showing against a tough competitor from. Uh, uh, where what what is his name? Uh, from Fight Sports. Yeah, Jay Z Cavalcante. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah we, you had a great showing against him. Thanks, man. Yeah, um, so that was actually – so my first match at Emerald City was uh, – and I didn't know at the time because, like, there's there's jiu-jitsu guys that, like, really keep up with, like, the jiu-jitsu fighters and, like, the jiu-jitsu scene, and I'm just, like, not one of those guys. So a lot of these guys that are on the card, like, I never heard of them. So the first guy I had, Nick Ronan, um, I guess he's, like, hyped up a lot right now and it's like – on the, on the up and coming. He's like changed all the DDS guys and whatnot. <clears throat> so I didn't realize how good he was until after I beat him. But I would like say for me, you know, I had that surgery for thoracic outlet um, back in September. So it was pretty major surgery. And like, that was my first match coming off of that surgery. So for me to get that under my belt and like go out there, make a statement, beat somebody good, like, I was just so happy with that. Like that was like huge for my, my morale, you know, cause I just during the recovery and like, you know, I'm like, I'm getting old, you know, have a good job. Like you know, how much longer do I want to keep going with this, you know, competitive high level jujitsu stuff. But for me to go out there and like get a statement winning, it's like a big up coming guy. Like that kind of just set the pace for like everything that I got going on this year. Have you gone back and watched the uh, commentary? for your match against your, your first match? Yes, I have. It's been like over a month since I watched it, but kind of, what were they saying? Well, you know, they were, uh, you know, they were obviously hyping him up a lot. And then it was when you beat him, it was, it was a big upset in the tournament. So, um, I thought I was, you know, I was like, Oh man, this is, well, for, obviously, I was really stoked, but, uh, you know, showing up, get a big upset, and then, um, you know, just hearing the commentary, I mean, you faced some of the top guys, um, certainly a big name in jiu-jitsu. You know, everybody should, if if they don't know, they should. And, um, you know, yeah. coming out when, when they were, you know, the commentary was acting like this was our yeah it was super slanted it was like they had already put him in at least in the second round right and then Mm -hmm. yeah um, then i got that for your next fight what's that yeah so i actually got that vibe uh so like when we got to weigh-ins the day before they were like yeah uh the promoter um sam who's like the, the best dude ever emerald city like they they're awesome. Him and his him and his wife run it, and they're just really good people. But anyways, he showed me the bracket, and he was like, "Hey, this is who you're fighting." And I saw, and I was like, "Okay, that's you know, that's some guy. I don't know. He just seems like a guy." Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I got back to uh, I I got done weighing in, 
and they had the guys from Flow there, and they were like interviewing people right after weigh-ins. So like they interviewed the guy I was going against, and I'm standing there like an idiot, like okay, they're gonna interview me, and the guy just looks at me, and then he like turns his back to me. I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right, so I guess they're not interviewing everybody that's in the tournament, only the guys they want. <laughs> so that was nice to go out there and then kind of like, yeah, I don't know, a little, little chip on my shoulder. That's that's kind of the mindset that I like to maintain, you know, like kind of gives me an edge. Mm-hmm. And the For finish sure. him too, the way you did, beautiful. Yeah, I was, I was surprised by it too because – I've been working on that knee bar for a while, but I'd have never hit it that clean even yeah. in practice. So <laughs> that was like the cleanest that I've ever hit that knee bar. I was like, it's a good time to do Perfect it. Perfect timing. Yeah. For sure. Well, it's just I think I think you get some of that just because you're you're maybe your name's not as big as some of these guys, but your performance didn't surprise me. I mean, we we know in in our in our circles what a beast you are. So uh that was those were two great matches you know even the one you lost the second match i mean that was a war you know yeah um that dude's a beast yeah he's a good friend good uh, friend of mine now too meet him or meet him or buddies nice he's on my uh combat jujitsu card that i'm going to be on here uh oh beautiful it's like six guys from talk a little bit about that yeah so i'm doing the um eddie bravo there's the combat jujitsu event with with the smack in and slap in. So that is going to be June 6th in uh, Cancun, Mexico. So 16 man bracket, 170 pounds, uh, combat jujitsu, the welterweights. Um, like I said, it's like six guys that were on the Emerald city card are on this as well. And then, um, they got a couple of like homegrown guys from, from Mexico that are on the card as well. And it's, it's super stacked. Everyone on there is really solid. So, I'm just grateful to be a part of it, you know. How is uh how is your training for that? How are you going about the training for that and who are you slapping these days? So I haven't actually slapped anybody yet. Um <laughs> but truth be told, I was slapping people in the jujitsu rule sets before it was uh, legal. So I, yeah. I, I fought MMA in the past. I, I understand ground and pound pretty well. You know, I fought MMA for like five years. Training, uh, okay, training at Tinquinos today, and uh, Tim Welch. I don't know if you guys know Tim. He has a Soul Fighters affiliate gym in Peoria. He has a podcast with uh, Sean O'Malley. Um, mm-hmm. I was like changing in the locker room today, and he came in and he was like, "Do we get to slap Aaron today?" I was like, "Yeah, dude." So me and him had like a ten minute round, like first round, and I was not expecting it, but he was smacking the the crap out of me dude he was getting me in my face and it's a good little wake-up call you know really because yeah it definitely adds like a yeah there's a layer to it you know like it's like gives you a little like yeah. shock factor but um yeah i was just asking the guys to smack me today when i was training just so i can keep honest if i was like playing guard or whatnot so yeah that's why i was wondering if you were going to change your approach or if it's if there was any kind of point of difference you're going to go for you just play your game and then when the opportunities arise you you take advantage of punishing them a little bit you know so i've seen a couple things with this rule set uh i went through and watched some matches and there's guys that like don't hardly smack anybody slap anybody at all and they just play the regular game and then there's guys that like are way too excited to slap people and they're just doing like these wild crazy stupid slaps and it's like 
you're not really hitting them and you're like wasting a ton of energy. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to be somewhere in the middle. Um, I want to be calculated with it. So I know there's a rule where you guys get to stand like the, the people get to stand for a minute and a half. And if there's no takedown or action, I think they start you in like a butterfly scenario and then you go for there. I guess they just want to keep it exciting. They don't want to have guys standing for 10 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, my takedowns have served me well in the past. So I think if I can get some takedowns and then be really heavy on top and smack them up a little bit, that might open up something for me. Kimura trap, yeah. Dars, whatever it may be. But like I said, I just want to keep it like really calm, cool, collected. And if I am going to smack them, like I'm not going to do like five little pitter patters. If I'm going to smack them, I'm going to hit them hard with everything I have from like a good angle. Yeah. It's going to be a good strike. You know, I don't want to waste time on yeah. useless slaps. So make, mm-hmm. make it worth your while. Open up something. Yeah. I want to make them think, create some movement for sure. Yeah. Sounds like a solid approach. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. I'm, Cancun I'm excited too. to go to Cancun. Yeah. I've never, I've never been to Mexico before, so it'll be an experience. Cancun is amazing. Amazing place. It's beautiful there. Yeah, I started following the. That'll be that'll be a fun time. A, it, where where do they have the event? Do you know? So it's at uh, Majestic Resorts. Have you ever heard of it? Oh, cool. I started following them on Instagram, and it looks beautiful, man. It looks like it's all inclusive too, so you don't have to worry about anything. You just kind of go. That's going to be so fun. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited for it. Man. How did you get on this card? So I spammed them. I uh, made a post on my story on Instagram and I said, Hey, everybody that, that knows me and cares about me, go comment on this post and tell them to put me on the tournament. Um, so the post originally, when I, when I posted that on my story, I had like three comments on the, on the combat jujitsu Instagram post. Um, and then by the end of it, I think I had like well over a hundred comments. Like everybody that I knew went on there and was like, Hey, get this guy on there. You know, um, it's really cool and then my this is his rule set yeah exactly like it really does fit my style for my type of jiu-jitsu which is kind of aggressive kind of in your face and yeah not not so nice you know um and yeah. then mm-hmm. Tequino, perfect fit yeah and then my my coach Tequino um also reached out to to eddie bravo and put in a, a, a tip for me so the combination of everything, like people spamming that post and then Takino putting a word in for me. Um, definitely got it going. So I got some good people in my corner that are trying to help me out. And right now I'm just in a position where if something like this pops up, an event like this, like I kind of want to just do everything I can, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm enjoying this. I'm that enjoying was my, this year. Uh, this is- that was my question <laughs> for you is, in 2021 and just moving forward in general, what's your thoughts? Like, what is your philosophy on how many, what does it take to be like a successful high level competitor these days? Like how much should you be competing? I know it's different for everyone. You have a family life work, you know, you're doing this in addition to all of that. What's your personal goal in terms of, uh, you know, having been away due to, work issues plus covid now you you know i can tell in your voice and talking to you offline you're ready to get back into this what you know what are your goals for the next year a couple years you know i 
I know you want to take everything that comes up, but how often do you want to compete and what is good for your mental and physical body to compete, you know, at a high level and still keep, keep healthy, you know, stay fit for work as well. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a hard thing to kind of, to kind of balance and, and think about, you know, um, I don't know if I have the right answer for it. Uh, I'm just kind of like playing it by ear right now. Like, I'm at the point where, yeah, you know, like, a, I don't know. I don't necessarily think I would do like a local tournament that's going to have like one or two guys that I've already competed against like five times. Like, I don't know how beneficial that is for me, but you know, like when these big opportunities arise where I get to go against, you know, some of the best guys in the world, like that, that was my goal from, from the beginning when I started jujitsu was to compete at the highest level. So if I can get on a card where I'm doing that and going against the best guys, like that's, I'm yeah. going to have to find a way to make it happen because it's a fantastic opportunity, you know? Um, yeah. So I think the main thing with that is taking care of my body. So getting my butt into physical therapy consistently, um, going to get massages. Um, and then I say the second thing is just eating right all the time. Um, training well even if i'm not necessarily like at jujitsu like you know at work when i'm working out you know training well training hard pushing myself and just kind of staying ready at all times um yeah just i don't ever want to be in a position where i'm you know an opportunity arises and it's like oh crap i'm way overweight or oh crap i haven't trained it yeah yeah i haven't trained in two weeks and you know i've been eating like crap like mm -hmm. i just stay pretty disciplined um because you know, like I said, like you never know when something's going to pop up or somebody's going to get hurt yep. and they're going to give you a call and say, Hey, um, you know, I've had Seth from, from fight to win hit me up like on a Wednesday when there's a fight to win on a Friday or Saturday. And I'm like, Hey man, you want to fight this guy? And it's like, yeah, of course, that's a great opportunity. I want to do that. And if I can make it happen, uh, I'll definitely do yeah. my best to make that happen. So you're looking, you're looking at like, as, as sometimes it could be as much as you want to compete throughout the year, but you, from the sounds of it, you're going to do a few pro events. Probably you're going to do the major tournaments, IBJJF, you know, you're competing every couple months, I would say. Is that maybe a realistic goal? Yes. And I would say this year. Every two, three months? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Maybe once a month. Um, I would say this year though, that, that, that approach is a little different. Um, Cause I got like a, I'm pretty fired up because I had, wasn't able to compete for a long time between COVID and then my surgery. Right. Um, when I got back, I was like, I want to compete so bad. Like I haven't competed. Like I want to make yeah. sure like I still have it. Like I still, you know, um, and then ADCC is this year too. So that's coming up okay. the trials in Jersey um, um, this fall. So I really, really want to be ready for that. And I think the best way to get ready for that is to keep challenging myself and going against really good guys on a consistent basis. So um, I've applied for mm. every fight to win leading up to um, the event here in, in July, the two events we have been in July. So I'm hoping to get a call back on one of those. And I got this jiu-jitsu world league right now. I'm kind of up in the air about the IBJJF um, nationals in Vegas. I usually go to Vegas to compete. My sister lives out there. So it's a free spot, free place to stay and, a relatively cheap trip and I like to see my sister here and there too. Um, but, uh, 
I'm kind of up in the air about it right now. We'll see how I feel when I get done with this combat jujitsu. Yeah. That's real quickly after, especially traveling and yeah, just a couple weeks later, right? Yeah. I've been traveling a lot recently, so kind of would like to take a little break before I dive into traveling again, you know? Yeah. Well, staying ready, um, Wes is we, we Wes was gonna has got some questions about your therapy, but before we get to that, I know you're like really strict on your diet, and I just know this through con- like mutual friends and stuff because we all know that Aaron is Mister Dedication and like you know always taking care of your body. You have like a twelve pack. Um, I, we went, I, we were at a mutual barbecue and I noticed you weren't eating any carbs, even on a nice fun Friday night, watching the fights or Saturday night, we were sitting there. What is your, what I know it's is a deep question, but overall, what does your diet consist of? You, are you meal prepping? I mean, it, you have a lot of time to focus and really because of your work, you can prepare food, you can do meal prepping. How, what's like what's your approach to eating correctly? Cause for a lot of us, that's like the hardest thing to do, especially when we're not in competition mode, um, 24 seven, like most of us amateurs are, um, what's your approach to your diet? Basically. I, I really just try to eat like whole foods, you know, meat, whole foods, potatoes, mm-hmm. vegetables. I try not to eat a lot of processed stuff. Although I do, you know, I'm not, I don't eat, perfect all the time like i i'll polish off a bag of doritos on a random day or like yeah. five bags of gummy worms randomly like i don't <laughs> yeah. i don't eat super healthy all the time um but leading up to an event you know if it's you know if it's if it's a 170 event um i'm right at that weight typically like a little over so mm-hmm. uh, i'll just i'll just try to eat clean you know i've been i've been cutting weight since i was 12 years old uh, and it got to a point with it where I was just like, you know, previously I competed at lightweight. Um, now I'm at middle or welterweight, depending on the organization. But I got to a point with, with lightweight where I was having a hard time, got a little bit older, was having a hard time making that weight. Um, even eating right. Like I do typically, um, I was still having to cut some water weight and, yeah, you know, just feeling like crap before I competed. And, the main thing from that was it just it made competing not fun when I'm stressed out worrying about having to make weight. So um, now I kind of just yeah I, I eat I eat healthy but I eat a lot you know I'll eat a lot of food but it's typically pretty good stuff you know yeah uh, I played around with intermittent fasting yeah I I've played around with intermittent fasting as well mm-hmm. um, for a couple I did it pretty consistently for a couple years. Um, I just stopped doing it like maybe like two months ago. And I obviously honestly haven't felt much difference as far as like my weight and fluctuation and like energy Mm -hmm. and stuff. So um, just taking a break from that from right now and kind of just a little less strict approach on it, you know? Yeah. So you're eating breakfast now and where you weren't before or what was your window of eating or how did you change it it and come off of it? So I was doing the 16 hour window um, and it works best when I have an early dinner because then I can yeah. eat pretty early in the day the next day. Um, but 
but yeah, I was just doing 16 hours and I've honestly never been a breakfast person. Like first thing when I wake up, I'm not like, mm, I'm hungry. Let me get to see what's, you know, right. I'm thirsty and I want coffee. So yeah. I usually don't get hungry or want to eat until I've been up for like three or four hours anyways. Okay. So, that's perfect. Main thing for me was like a big mistake people make with the, with the fasting is they think they're fasting and then they put milk in their coffee and then they're, they get an insulin spike from that and that breaks yeah. their, you know, ketosis and, um, yeah. So my thing, my thing was like, all right, I'm gonna have to drink black coffee now, or use monk fruit sweetener, and I, I kind of tried every little thing, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, taking a break from it now. I put a bunch of cream on my coffee and start my day right. So. <laughs> yeah, it tastes better that way. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I think it really, you know, when I'm doing the intermittent fasting, because I've recommended it to people a lot, especially people who tell me they want to lose weight, just because yeah. I. I've recommended it to people that I know and they've done it and been consistent with it. And like mm-hmm. weight just fell off super fast. Yeah. Um, but That's I think if any, with anything, yeah. And I think with anything, like when you're disciplined about something like your diet or disciplined about, I'm going to read, you know, 10 pages out of a book every night. Or if you're disciplined about, I'm going to shut my phone down. I'm not, you know, when you're disciplined about a lot of things in your life, it kind of sets you up for success in jujitsu. Because when you're super disciplined like that, everything kind of just falls in line and you, you become, you know, disciplined and successful with everything as far as that goes. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just I feel like if you're, you know, disciplined about your diet and other things, it just kind of leads to success on the back end in jujitsu. Yeah. Do you think that works? It probably works well, both ways, right? Because like you could also say and knowing your history, because you're so disciplined being a wrestler, being a jujitsu black belt, it helps you be disciplined in other areas because that's just as, you know, meaningful because I, I firmly believe that too. If you can go through like the, the vigorous training and the dedication that you've done over the course of your life to do combat sports is, I mean, you don't get much, you have to be disciplined to be good at these things. And, and, you know, uh, I'm not, saying anything that no we don't know jujitsu helps create that in other aspects of your life as well so i think it goes both ways when you just have it's like that saying you know however you do one thing it's how you do everything you know i mean successful people are disciplined at work they're disciplined on the mats their diet you know it's a synergistic effect and you know and i i just i can that kind of radiates off of you knowing you know just only getting to know you more over the last couple of years, but just knowing you from afar through our gym and stuff through mutual friends. I mean, I could always tell this guy is like disciplined in all aspects of life. So it's very apparent. Um, it's, it's really motivating to others and to be successful in this. And that's kind of why I was asking about the competitions too, to be successful in your position. And I know you'd agree and you've already said this, but you got to keep competing. You know, you got to stay ready. You got to be ready. Um, it's not, I'm dipping my toes in here and there, you know? Yeah. It's, you it's be a, all in. Yeah. You got to be all in. Um, you don't have to be, but to be successful and to be operating at where you're at on these high level competitions and being successful, that's a hundred percent. So, um, you know, you know I say, that, I say this all the time and, uh, kind of like the the younger kids that I used to coach and that I used to mentor that maybe can't see it now because they're they're in high school or they're young but you know I owe, I owe everything that I have in this life with my job with 
jujitsu with my family, with everything. I owe it all to lessons that I learned wrestling. Like I, it's the core of, of, mm. of who I am and, and those lessons that I learned in wrestling, you know, they'll be with me the rest of my life. And yeah. uh, that's why I always, that's why I always recommend young kids wrestle. Cause I feel like, you know, that sport really helped me grow from a boy to a man. And, uh, you know, you, you take yourself to some pretty dark places in wrestling to the training yeah. and the weight cutting and just yeah. everything's pretty brutal. So, um, yeah, a lot of that is definitely credit wrestling, my mindset, my discipline and all that. It's, I mean, it's head and shoulders above their other sports and especially in school in terms of that, you know, that it's such a grind. I mean, when I was going to school, you know, it was just well, very well known. The, if you were going to be a wrestler, that was the hardest path to take in sports, you know? Yeah, um, I would probably, I would probably go as far to say like, you know, I, I've trained jujitsu with some best guys in the world, you know, GD, we had a really good thing going a few years back. Mm-hmm. Um, I trained at power MMA, which is, you know, a premier MMA gym in the nation at one point. And I will honestly say the hardest practices that I've had in my life were in high school wrestling, like where I wow throwing, throwing up, like shaking, like yeah can't move, you know what I mean? So yeah, I remember there'd be days like I'd be at school, like walking to practice, like I'm not going, I'm not going to go. This is going to suck so bad, but you know, <laughs> you make yourself go and then you leave and you're like, well, I didn't think I could do that. And I did yeah. it. Well, that, that can apply to anything in life, you know? Totally. It builds so much confidence and character, especially at that age, you know? I mean, it's... And I was super blessed to be on a premier high school wrestling program, and I was part of the state championship team with, you know, guys at wrestling college and just nice. good people. I, I was super blessed to just be in that position, to be the little 103-pounder on that team and learn from those guys. So everything just kind of fell in place like that been going for a long time i know you 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 mentioned taking care of your body is you know in addition to the diet you know it's it's getting some physical therapy done tell us how often you're going what are you doing for physical therapy what's your approach um is it maintenance is it preventive what have you been doing in that in that world so it's a little bit of both um i have a really good relationship with my physical therapist it's a great mclarty He's over at Control Physical Therapy. It's in Scottsdale. Um, I've known him since I was a white belt and he was a blue belt, you know, 10 years ago. So we're, we're buddies first and then he's my physical therapist second. But um, yeah, he, uh, he does a lot of, a lot of studying. He, he goes to like a lot of seminars. He's got all types of certs um, and he just really knowledgeable about, about PT and, and maintenance and all that. So um as long as I do the exercises that he gives me and I'm consistent with everything, I usually stay pretty good, but you know, in training and going hard, you're going to tweak something. So um, I try to go in once or twice a week, but there'll be points in time where my body's feeling good. I'm keeping up with my exercises and I don't need to see him for, you know, two or three weeks at a time. Um, but it kind of just varies, you know, if I'm, if I'm banged up or if I, if I got something bothering me, you know, I'll hit him up and say, Hey, can I come in and, um, he's really good with the dry needling. I don't know if, I don't know if you do that, Wes, do you mm-hmm. do dry yeah, needling? I've, I've got certif- certification for that. Yeah. And really good with that. Um, he'll use it in uh, conjunction with the electrodes as well. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that super beneficial. I'd recommend that to anybody that's dealing with 
little aches and pains, you know, you got little areas that are bothering you. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll typically go in like once or twice a week and get some, get some treatment from him and chop it up. And it's a good, it's always a good time. There's always some jujitsu guys in there too. So you can just sit there and chat with people. And um, I'd say the main thing that I would recommend if you're going to go down that path and be with a physical therapist and you already, you already know, it's just like anything else. It's just consistency and being disciplined and, if they give you exercises to do, try your very best to, to do those exercises because I typically feel like I'll have stretches where like I'm super good and disciplined about doing my exercises. And when I stop doing that, like specifically like with my shoulder right now, um, we're working on like a lot of end of range uh, motion stuff. So when I'm doing my end of range motion stuff, I have a lot of flexibility in my shoulder, feel strong doesn't bother me. It doesn't hurt to lift it up, you know? Second I fall off and I don't do it for like four or five days, I'll start to notice that some pain will be coming back or I'll tweak it here and there. Um, so yeah, just being consistent with your exercises. And then I think the main thing is just getting in there. You know, people got a lot going on and it's hard to, to set aside an hour or an hour and a half, two hours for, for physical therapy. But, you know, you got to take care of your body and I'm not yeah, getting any that's younger, also a discipline so. issue, you know, is for sure. uh, taking care of your, taking care of your body. Um, you and I have had an offline conversation that I like vividly remember, um, it, where you had, we're talking about how you consistently work with a physical therapist. Um, and it, it you know, they're, they help you stay on the mats and stay healthy and stay moving. Um, how, how long have you been? been working with a, a physio or physical therapist um, just in, to in total? Cause you've been, you've obviously been grappling a long time. When, when w w did that aspect come into play? So before I went to control with Greg, um, I was sponsored by another PT office called OS OSS um, with Dr. Jenny. And I was with them for, like eight years. So I first started going to PT. Um, when I, when I first started training MMA, I just got my blue belt. Um, I was training at power MMA and I had some, some spinal, some neck issues that had been giving me problems. I, my ribs were coming out on the back and getting popped back in and then coming out and getting popped back in. And I just was having a ton of issues with that. So um, that's when I first started doing PT. And then I overtrained like really bad for, probably five years between I thought that I could be an MMA fighter and then compete jujitsu at the same time. So I trained twice a day, every day for like five years and I was always banged up and always had something going on. So I was in PT, you know, once or twice a week during that time period. Um, and uh, for a number of things, I, I probably, had a file at that place that was like eight cabinets deep. Like I was just, it was just always something I had, I think I had three. So my first year at purple belt, I had three LCL tears. Grade one wasn't any surgery or anything, but yeah. A lot of recovery. LCL tear came back feeling good. LCL tear came back. Yeah. I think I missed like almost that whole first year at purple belt. So, um, 
I got a lot of respect for physical therapists. My last physical therapist did everything for me too. Like she was great to me. She took really good care of me. Um, and I honestly wouldn't have been able to compete or, or be successful, you know, without either of them. So if you have a good PT and, you know, it works for you, I, I definitely recommend it to people. Yeah, you know, I, I try and get as many people in to get somebody on board, uh, you know, that you at least can touch base with, you know, something comes up, you, you know, jujitsu athletes need to know, is this, is this a major injury that can turn into something bigger? Or can I train through this? You know, right. just even having somebody that can say, that can help you work through that process, like, ah, this isn't, this isn't anything that you need to worry about. We're going to, you know, I'll give you some home stuff and it'll be good to go train on or, okay, we got to shut it down for a month and really dig in and then return you back to sport. Yeah. And I, I've, I find it's probably just, you know, my experience in jujitsu, I, I find a lot of jujitsu athletes don't have anybody that they can turn to that is, that can give them that advice. They don't, they don't work with anybody on the rehab end. And so, um, you know, I, I obviously advocate for physical therapy a lot. I, I'm, um, if I tell people go get a physical therapist on board, it's like, well, you know, it's different coming from me, but when we have, you know, you here, high level athlete has been working with a physio for probably over a decade. Yeah. Right about, right about 10 years. That was 2011 when I first started training MMA. So yeah, we're right at 10 years. Yeah. So, um, you know, that that's the proofs in the pudding, right? So um, now you just, you had, can you tell us, you've mentioned a couple of times you've had a surgery. Um, can you kind of walk us through what happened with that and how the rehab process went to get you here today? Yeah. So um, COVID popped off. Um, I obviously wasn't like doing jujitsu. Everything was kind of shut down. So I was lucky enough to wear like at work. You know, we have a full weight room. So if I was at work, I was working out and then I would work out before I left. So I was lifting really heavy at the time. And on top of that, we were also doing stuff we call breathe downs is where you put all your gear on. You go on air and you just work until your bottle runs out of air. Right. So we're doing that in the summer. I'm working hard. I'm just trying to stay in shape during all this craziness. Um, Right about July, I got a I got a text from Seth uh, for Fight to Win, and he offered me uh, a fight against a really good guy his name's John Combs, guy that I respect and I've been a fan of for a long time. So, of course, I took it. So uh, by then it was the summertime, so gyms had opened up, so I started training really hard, going at it. Uh, about two weeks into my, I had like four weeks to get ready for this event. About two weeks into it, uh, my arm just started getting swollen. When I would train, it would get full. I would have that feeling, almost like tendonitis. Uh, forearm would be full, and then I had a little bit of pain in my in my bicep tendon. Uh, so we treated it as such that it was like a bicep tendon thing or a shoulder thing. Uh, just kind of had like a little bit of pain in my arm, but it only happened when I was training, and it would go away. Um, so. Leading up to the event, the swelling got worse. And I think it was like the Wednesday before the event, uh, I got done training. It was like my last hard training session and my arm just ballooned up. Like it was just 
huge, like twice the size of the other arm. Um, so I went to the doctor the next day. Um, not my not my PT, my my regular primary care. Um, they assumed that it was a lymphatic issue. So I was like, well, you know, it's it's not causing me a ton of pain. Am I good to go compete this weekend? They're like, yeah, you know, we're going to get you on this uh, medication and we're going to give you this type of lymphatic massage. You should be good to go. So I went to Austin and competed for Fight to Win. Little did I know I had four uh, blood clots in my arm um, caused by thoracic outlet syndrome. That I didn't find out until I got back. But, um, yeah, I fought a 10-minute match at Fight to Win, and I was, like, two minutes into the match. I was, like, super gassed. Well, obviously, like, blood wasn't flowing the right way. I was like, okay, something's wrong. So I came back, and I went to my doctor. They sent me out for imaging, and from imaging, they sent me to the ER. So uh, thoracic outlet syndrome, for you guys that don't know, uh, basically I had – you have your first rib right here by your collarbone. Um, that was compressed on a vein, so it pinched it off like a hose, right? Uh, it caused me to get four blood clots in my arm that – uh, the first one started up here, and, and the last one ended down by my wrist. So uh, I had to go see a vascular surgeon. Um, we got it moving pretty quick, the the rehab and the surgery and all that. Um, I think I between when they diagnosed me with it and, like, I had surgery, I think it was, like, less than two weeks that we got moving. So um, they went in. They removed my first rib which is a useless bone. I guess you don't need it at all. Correct. Yeah. Mm. So they yeah. removed the first rib. That's what they um, tell you. Yeah. Right. I didn't, they didn't even let me keep it either, which is one to keep it. But they, didn't let me do it. Um, but they did a venogram. They removed the clots. Uh, and then I was on blood thinners and I was on the couch for the next four months. Um, it was pretty tough. You know, I've never had a major surgery before I've had, like I said, LCL tears and meniscus tear, little things that kept me out for a couple months at a time, but I never had anything like major like this before. So, um, like I couldn't lift, I couldn't lift more than 10 pounds for like the first month. That was the rule. I couldn't lift more than 10 pounds. So wow. the most I could do was like walk my dog around the block. But, uh, after about a month or so, I started, you know, started doing PT and, you know, my PT, uh, Greg, had already had everything set up and ready to go. Like he studied the crap out of thoracic outlet syndrome. And we had a whole game plan. Everything was set to go. So, and I think the recovery time for it was like four and a half, five months. And I think I was like back at work training hard jujitsu, like in like four and a half months, like no pain, feeling good, feeling 100%. So, um, during that time period, obviously, I was going to PT a lot more, mm-hmm. two, three times a week. But yeah, I, I owe a lot to him for 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 doing a good job setting me up for success on that end. Nice. Yeah, you know, and for the listeners, um, uh, Aaron and I had talked a little bit offline the whole time he's going through this. You know, we had talked about you know you were you had ADCC on your brain the whole time. Yeah, yeah, and that so, was my my main thing. That's been, uh, you know, I, I missed it in 2019. Um, I was in the fire academy during the trials, so I wasn't able to to do the trials or compete in the ADCC. Um, so it's been on my mind for for a long time. That's 
that's been the goal is to make it to the ADCC. That's like every jiu-jitsu guy's main goals. You know, that's the Olympics of jiu-jitsu to make it there mm-hmm. just to make it there alone. is like huge freaking deal. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's kind of been in the back of my head driving me for, for most of the stuff that I've been doing is just thinking about ADCC trials coming up and having success there. Yeah. You're, that's you're incredible, folk, man. Yeah. You're folk, I mean, that's a, not only did it take it off your map, but that's like a life threatening condition. You know, obviously if you're getting any type of blood clots, that's, that's a big thing to come over mentally too. But I think just your determination and your dedication and really your physical fitness probably helped you bounce back really quickly. I mean, that's, you see that a lot with high level athletes. I mean, and that's a testament to that. That is why you stay fit, stay ready all the time. Cause something comes at you like that. You know, something like that can really knock somebody down for a year, you know, to be honest, let's be honest, yeah. if you're not dedicated and for doing sure. the physical, if you're not coming back and doing the physical therapy and recovering and having the mindset of just pushing through, um, just mentally, it can really knock you, knock your dick in the dirt, you know, for lack of a better term. I mean, that we all know that injuries can really, really have a, an effect on you mentally and, and coming back, but something like that, like that's that's a serious thing. Like if it didn't, if it continued to go undetected, something more serious could have happened. So for sure um, to to come back four months later and compete like you did or whatever it was at Emerald city um, with a great performance, hats off to you, man. I mean, what a great recovery and, and, and to your team as well. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, I feel like, I feel like it kind of all had to happen for me to be in the position I am now because you know, something like that happens. It's, it was a jujitsu and career threatening injury where if, if that vein was messed up and, you know, the clots didn't go away, I was going to be on blood thinners the rest of my life. Yeah. Which you can't be a firefighter or do jujitsu on blood thinners. Yeah. I might be able to do like a little John Danaher thing, like coaching a rash guard off in the corner, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to compete or, or do my job. So, you know, you're, you're sitting around on a couch for, for four months, like, not training, not doing, I mean, obviously like I'm go, go, go all the time. So for me to just sit around and like, it was cool for like the first week. And then I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to lose yeah. this freaking mind. So for me to be just stuck like that, like, it, you know, you think and you don't take things for granted. So like, I don't know how many times where I've taken jujitsu for granted or competition for granted. And like, I think that's really what lit the fire under me was like, okay, I just had this major surgery. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what's going to, what's going to happen within the future either. So I want to, want to do what I can. Like I'd also say probably the fact that I'm 31, almost 32 years old competing at the adult black belt level, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to compete at that division because these younger guys are coming up and they're super athletic and young and fast and, you know, I feel like my time competing at the adult level, um, although it feels like it just began, is also probably coming to an end here in the next three or four years. So I feel like I really just want to make a statement right now while I'm here, you know, and, and do the very best that I can. Um, I feel like I'm on the, the Josh Hinger plan. Josh Hinger is kind of like my motivation because yeah. he won three Nogi Black Belt World titles after the age of 30. 
and obviously yeah. like winning winning a Nogi World Titles, a gold mine. But mm-hmm. it's kind of my motivation for that. Like the guys figured out a way to do it late late in life, you know. Yeah, for sure. Well, man, guys, everyone, listeners, go follow Aaron Wilson BJJ on Instagram. He's got a big one coming up. Where can we watch combat jujitsu? Uh, Where can we watch our next match? UFC Fight Pass. Yes, sir. Nice. Yeah, that is June Sunday, June sixth, right? Yep. I believe it's Sunday. Uh, I believe it's on at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Okay, so, perfect. We'll right. definitely Saturday be watching that. Day. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm, I don't think I've ever been more excited for an event before. So it's really cool. Are you staying out for uh, any kind of R&R before or after? Or what do you, what's your schedule? Right, when are you going to Mexico? So I get in on Friday. The event's on Sunday. So yeah, I'm going to be... I'm going to be just partying it up. up until I compete. Yeah. <laughs> well, not partying, but well, you know, I'll, def- I'm I'll definitely be, you know, in a robe drinking out of a coconut and just relaxing. There you go. <laughs> Taking in some sun. I don't like to, yeah, I'm not going to be thinking about the fight at all. Just, I typically don't do that anyways. There's like really no, no reason for it for me. Hey, you stress yourself out. You overthink stuff, you know? Yeah. I'll start, I'll start thinking about it. Like a couple hours. Obsessing. Before. Like, yeah. right, it's time to get time to get in that zone. If you're in that zone too long, it'll start messing with your head. Yeah, so, for sure. Relax, get it out of your mind, get some rest, have a good time. And then when it's time to make it happen, you know, you can get in that fight zone. Beautiful. Well, we'll be watching. I can't wait to see you compete there and at fight to wins. I know you'll be on a couple cards, at least a couple, probably by the end of the year. Brother, thanks for coming on. Wes, yeah, you got anything you so else? Much. No, uh, if you're in Scottsdale, you're in Arizona, um, you need a good, you need a good physical therapist, um, hit up control physical therapy. Uh, they've got a good record. They, they obviously work with Aaron. They work with Josh Guerra, who we've had on the podcast and, uh, you can follow them at, is it control, control physical therapy on Instagram? Do you know? Yes. I think it's control underscore, uh, physical therapy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and I don't think I, I don't think I mentioned this either, but um, Greg's a, a purple belt in jujitsu as well, so mm-hmm. he understands the techniques and the injuries, and he's probably had all of the injuries that people are coming in. He's probably worked on himself, you know. So, real good understanding of jujitsu and and how those injuries work. So, yeah, definitely check him out. Beautiful. Awesome, man. Well, thank you coming cont- on. Control underscore physical underscore therapy underscore. On Instagram, yes. go check. You'll type in control physical therapy. It'll come up. Follow Aaron Wilson, BJJ on Instagram. Thank you guys. Thanks, Aaron, for joining. And we will see everyone next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors, the BJJ Physio. Contact Wes. He'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level therapy performance the bjj physio also roll union jiu-jitsu check out the latest styles jiu-jitsu casual wear training gear check them out rollunion.com follow on instagram at rollunion thanks again for listening everyone and we will see you next time